All right. Well, you're really tired and want to go to bed soon, so let's just chop this bitch up. Hell yeah. And, uh... Yeah, I guess I'll I'll start with my first part of my top ten. And, uh... Then when we get to the top five, when I get to number five, I'll have you start, and then we'll alternate our top fives. Do you have yours in order? No. In no order? No, I I mean, probably what I'll end up listing them in will be the order. All right. Cool. Well, I'm sure you have a favorite, but we'll get there. Yeah. All right. Why don't I just put a piece of gum in my mouth? <laughs> yeah. That Are very you smart. getting dumber? I think so. <laughs> All right. Let's, Let's do this. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the last episode or mini episode of 2019 of the All I Think It's a Classic podcast. I'm Tannis Gale, and I'm joined once again by John Brummer. John, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Oh, we hit Josh's vocals at the end of the song, the intro song there that time. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. Now we gotta pay him. Great. Oh, shit. We have to share all this massive podcast money we made saving your thumbs this year. <laughs> so much money. Oh, so Thank much. Thank you to everyone who, who uh, helped us, you know, get more views and listens and whatever. I am too tired of thinking to think of proper terms but thank you to everyone who has uh you know drove up our numbers enough to save my thumbs we did it guys yeah and then thank you to conan o'brien uh, i really appreciate you letting us uh participate in this medium that you've created podcasting <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh, uh today's episode is a little more specific than most of our mini episodes um, we're going to be talking about our favorite albums of the year. Um, our lists are going to be a little bit different. Uh, I have a lot of new music that I listened to this year, so I cultivated a top ten. John didn't listen to so much new music this year, which is okay. Uh, you're allowed to go visit in the past. There's no judging here. So he has a top five. Um, so yeah, I don't know. 2019 as a whole, though, John, for music. Were you pretty satisfied with what you enjoyed? I guess. I mean, I spoiler alert, my top five is all Bob Seger's greatest hits. <laughs> you, you didn't get an Eagles greatest hits volume one or two on there? No, that hadn't come out yet. <laughs> it hadn't. By the way, when we were asking listeners to uh, uh, on the last episode where you were talking about this, did you realize that you sent in or you asked people to send in their top their top albums or their top whatever of 2015? Did I really? Yeah. That's awesome. And I'm glad that I get to bring it up right now. Oh, that's that's great. Um, you know, not that I have all the editing power or anything, but sure. <laughs> That's probably why there weren't too many people who uh, said anything about their 
top whatever of 2015 because uh you know that was four years ago <laughs> yeah that and we've been pretty bad about upkeeping our social media as a whole so apologies oh for yeah that. That too. <laughs> we are bad at everything yeah that post i said i was gonna make i don't think it ever happened guys i don't think it ever happened <laughs> yeah. whoops yeah uh, well, well luckily we're at the end of this trying... go ahead maybe you were trying to get back to 2015 well, a lot happened that year, man. <laughs> yeah. Ah, holy yeah. shit. But yeah, you know, podcast noob nonsense. That's that's what my girlfriend yeah. was saying to me. She was just like, why did you ask people about 2015? I was like, whatever are you talking about? You must be mistaken. <laughs> she noticed it, and uh, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I mansplained my way out of it. Yeah. <laughs> How did that work out for you? Oh, uh, good. Up until now. Yeah. Good lord. So, uh, yep. Sorry, Candy. You were right. And you know what's funny is that I listened to the edit and I let that slip through. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should just uh, yeah. do an episode on 2015. You are bad at everything. Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, I mean, I'm not bad at listening to music. I listened to a bunch of shit I liked this year. Yeah. Swing things back away from me making mistakes. Oh, we're swinging them right back around. <laughs> we promised to do better this year, everybody. Yeah, this was a lot of learning and schedule conflicts and real life shit happening and a little bit of laziness sprinkled on top. We're not going to fucking lie to you. But, um, yeah, we're going to get a lot better with this in 2020, promoting ourselves, which I hate doing, which is why I don't seem to do it too often. Um, so, yeah, yeah that's, I need to get over it because I really enjoy doing this podcast and I want people to enjoy it and they're not going to enjoy it if they don't know about it or if I don't exactly. act excited about it besides just on the recordings. I, uh, it, it's bad enough when there's one person, but I'm so bad at promoting myself, too. So. Yeah. I guess uh, we got some challenges ahead of us, huh? Yeah, it's time to let the ego take the wheel for a while. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of it's hard when we both have super low self-esteem. <laughs> Speaking of The Offspring, coming in at my number 10 favorite album of the year. <laughs> coming in at my number 10, uh, top number 10 album of 1994. <laughs> That's what I said on the podcast, right, guys? Yeah, just keep going further back in time. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to need your top 10 of 1972. Does anybody have any wax cylinders, uh, 1901, that they really dug this year? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, good Lord. Well, um, yeah, let's just jump right into it. Um, uh, let's start with my top 10. At number 10 um, is Icelandic psychedelic rock band, the Singapore Sling, with their album Killer Classics. John, are you familiar with the Singapore Sling at all? No, I am not. Or just Singapore Sling. I don't, not the Singapore Sling. I'm not familiar with Singapore, so. <laughs> it's I that, also it's, failed. It's, it's that place where that kid uh, did graffiti in the 90s and then he got his butt whipped by a cane and then uh, Weird Al oh, sang about okay. it in headline news. I uh, I failed geography as well, so not only am I failing at life, but I failed at geography. 
But one thing that John does exceed in is pornography. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you mean sitting here while people throw pornographic DVDs at me, then I exceed at that a lot. Although yes. I don't understand why they do it. I don't know. Yeah, you're praying the whole time, asking them to stop and God to forgive yeah, them. It's... <laughs> It's really weird. Uh, and and where the hell did they get so many discs? I mean, I thought I thought physical media was like going down in popularity. So it's just it's a really confusing every Sunday afternoon. So. Well, it's all being weaponized, and that's what the libs don't want to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, but uh, yeah, there's their album Killer Classics. They're back with a same old Singapore sling attitude, laid back, chill as hell, um, really trippy, and um, they use a, they've been using a drum machine for quite a while, uh, along with a live drummer, and I just really like the chill sound that they have, so yeah, Icelandic rock and roll for the win this year. Woot, woot. Uh, speaking of uh, more people from that northern part of the hemisphere, uh, famed metal god, Abath comes in at number nine with his album Outstrider, and this is the second of Abath's uh, solo project. And that's how you have to say it. You can't say Abath or Abath. You have to say Abath. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's more of the same, which is totally awesome. Um, what he did with his first solo album is he kind of took the refined black metal sound of Immortal and added a little more of a rock and roll, almost Judas Priest kind of flair. And it's easy for me to say that because he covered Judas Priest, a Judas Priest song on that album. But uh, yeah, Outstrider just kind of refines that sound even more. And it's uh, one hell of a cold, breezy, ripping metal trip. And yeah, I thought it was fantastic. Um, You might be surprised by this. Mm hmm. But I actually have that album in my Apple Music library. Isn't it a blast? It's pretty good. I um, did enjoy it. Yeah, it's ah, it's a lot of fun. And if you ever get a chance to see that guy live, go do it. All right, I will quit my job and leave my son behind and just head on out that door onto the lonesome road and make this happen. Just because you said, you know, you're going to have a lot to, uh, of explaining to do to my son when he's an adult and sitting in therapy and uh, working out his issues. But you know what? It'll all be worth it so I can say that I did what you told me to do. Good. Thank all you. is right in the world. All right, let's do this. All Go right. on to the next one. All right, coming in at number eight is actually... Uh a band semi-local to where I'm at. Uh, and it's Sailing Camp's Entertainment Men. And they are a uh, a pop-punk outfit out of Olympia, I believe. Uh, this was an album that was just kind of, a song of it was shared by a friend of mine saying, hey, look what my daughter's friends did. It's pretty good. And um, I'm not usually one for pop punk, but uh, I don't know. These kids killed it. They they are really onto something, and I see a lot of promise in this album and that band if they stick with it. So, yeah, if you have Spotify, go check out Sailing Camps Entertainment for Men. It's a it's a fun little pop punk romp. A lot of just Is sassiness that... and almost just kind of themes of like young love from a young perspective. And I don't know. It made me. It made me feel like 18 again. It was kind of cool. Yeah, it reminded me of almost like some of the songs. Um, 
Like one of the songs in particular really reminded me of like a sad piebald song was sung by a woman. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. They just have that kind of positivity and fun to their lyrics and they're kind of mischievous and not something you would necessarily want to play in front of your mom. And I don't know. It's just, yeah, it was a lot of fun uh, discovering that. So yeah, good on you, sailing camp and good luck to you. Keep killing it out on the Washington scene and beyond. All right, and then uh, next, uh, another semi-local band, but um, f- a band far more into their career than Sailing Camp is uh, Earth, with their uh, latest album, Full Upon Her Burning Lips. Um, this album would have been higher, but it's not one of my favorite Earth albums. It's really good, but um, where Earth has gotten, especially when they went the direction with kind of the pseudo-drony Americana that they uh, had on their album Hex, or Imprinting the Infernal Method. They kind of got more and more and more textured and deep as the albums came along. Uh, And this album is almost a step back from that kind of direction. It's just way more stripped down, way more focused on just the drums and the guitar, with not so much going on in the background, and just very minimalist for earth and it was kind of a brave step of them to take to just kind of focus on them and the cover of the album that just shows a picture of uh the two members of earth uh dylan carlson and um adrian oh good lord i can't remember her last name uh but she's a wonderful drummer um it just kind of says it all about that album it's just really focuses on what those two do together rather than bringing in a lot of other influences to make like a really beautiful wall of sound. So I liked it, but it's definitely not in the top three album, Earth albums for me, but top five for sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll put That's it that cool. way. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the last album, the number six, before we get into the top five here, and you start telling me what you were listening to, I have Black Mountain's Destroyer. And uh, Black Mountain are a Canadian uh, psychedelic rock uh, doom metal band out of Canada. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought you were actually going to do your homework and tell us where. I think British. Know. I believe British Columbia. I, I believe, oh, okay. but I, I, I could be wrong. I'm not the best at remembering band facts unless they're literally right in front of me in their entirety nowadays. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're a band that I've been a fan of for years and years and years. And uh, Destroyer, I would have to say, is their heaviest album to date and uh, a little more ambitious and dangerous sounding than some of their other work. Less on the... I mean, there's a lot of trippiness to be had, but relying less on that kind of, um, for lack of a better term, like hippie imagery. Like with, with, with songs they had, like the hair song and... Cool. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, we are into the top five, uh, counting down to number one. We're going to go back and forth with our favorite albums. Um, So, John, why don't you uh, tell us your number five? All right. Number five. I've mentioned this one before on the podcast. Um, I, I, like Tana said, I didn't listen to a lot of new albums this year. Um, I mean, I heard a lot of new songs, uh, but so my top five was pretty much limited to the ones that actually, you know, I downloaded, I listened to a bunch 
and uh, uh, kept in my library. So number five is Tyler, the Creator's Igor. Yeah, it was a very good album. It's uh, a nice change of departure from the, you know, the I, I know that he'd been moving uh, more towards this with albums like Flower Boy, which I never really listened to. But this album, you know, made such a splash that I had to listen to it this year. And anything that pisses off DJ Khaled is uh, all right in my book. I mean, I <laughs> even if I hadn't had listened to this to find out that DJ Khaled's little bitch ass uh, threw such a fit about this going number one when his, you know, stupid ass attempt at a record didn't you know what but, ended up at number two but john he's what? the best music he's he i'm the best at music but he doesn't do anything but but, but john he, you don't understand there's no way tyler could have sold more if dj khaled you know if it would have counted all those albums that got attached to those energy drink sales where you buy an energy drink and you get a free dj khaled album those should have counted man I guess they should have, but it's pretty sad. Well, although, I mean, I guess I can't say, because there was something along the lines of that with DJ Khaled and a few other, like, really big albums this year. Yeah. I mean, uh, not DJ, but uh, Tyler. Uh, I meant to say Tyler there. Um, there was something that he had that, that there was a promotion, but even still, this was a far superior record. DJ Khaled does nothing. Whenever I hear, you know, in the past, when I hear people go, oh, well, like uh, hip hop and R&B music, uh, there's like nothing. Nobody's doing anything, man. I mean, literally, DJ Khaled does nothing. He's <laughs> not even producing the music anymore. He's hiring it out to other people who know what they're doing. And then he's having people that have popularity sing on him. And then he comes out on stage with his kid and he goes, he points at the sky and he says, yeah, if you really want something that's hilarious to watch, watch him on uh, the hot ones. Oh, it didn't, isn't he one of the guys that quit? Yeah, he quit on the, on the first one, I think. Really? It was either the first one or the second one. And the best part about it, my favorite thing to ever appear on the internet is he quits and then he goes, but don't tell my fans that I gave up. And on then, camera? What, yeah, he says that on camera. And then, uh, what's his name? Sean, the, the host of the show? He yeah. goes, you literally just did. <laughs> it is the greatest moment that you will ever see. A, I mean, if if you're bored tonight, watch that. It is fucking hilarious. <laughs> I mean, it is so funny. I I had watched it uh, the last time my dad was visiting. I watched it with him and my son. And the rest of the weekend, we'd go. You see what it is. See what the problem is. Is that the uh, the fuck boys? They they try to come at you, but you got to get behind the door. And and and. Yeah, if you watch it, you'll understand. He he keeps talking about like people trying to keep him down. It it is the rantings of an idiot, is what it is. <laughs> uh, anyway, that so that totally that, that totally went off track of why I like Igor. It's a you know it's a good departure from his earlier work, which I loved. Um, but this is this is uh, I'm not a huge fan of a lot of popular R and B. Uh, because I feel like it it usually sticks by the numbers. Tyler, the creator, doesn't do anything by the numbers. And this is one of the things that I love about this album. It's all over the place musically. It has some real fucking fresh beats in it. And um, uh, Tyler, 
you know, he doesn't just rap. He, he tries his hand at, at singing and it sounds good. So, uh, that was, uh, that was my number five. Nice. Nice. He's come a long way from a kill people, burn shit, fuck school. Yeah, even though actually that the the album that that came off of uh, is probably one of my favorite hip hop albums of all. Oh, Goblin's a blast! Don't even get me started. It's no, great. no, no, no. Uh, well, I was thinking of uh, um, uh, uh, God, what is that? Um, the other there was another faction from the Wolfgang Crew. Um, it was released on. Um, now uh, that, that fucking on like, future. Uh, you mean odd? Fu- odd future is the Wolfgang. Yeah. No. Uh, mellow hype. Yeah, mellow hype. Okay. Me- Black and blue. That's oh, okay. what I was thinking of. Um, they that album that I mean the only reason why I even listened to that album at first was because it came out on um, God the same record label that and why can't I remember they're from Nashville they put out digital leather um in the red they put out no not in the red. Um, the other one that was, but that didn't, didn't make all their albums sound blasted out and somewhat unlistenable. Um, <laughs> Fat Possum? Yes. Oh. Fat Possum. Okay. Yeah. They released a lot of really rad records, including one of my favorite albums of all time and what will be a future discussion. I can 100% guarantee uh diet blonde by the smith western oh you know i think let me uh check real quick i think they also put out um motherfucking oh wait first bass drum of death album oh yeah 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 Yeah. and then the other one uh actually probably at some point we'll do both of the albums that they put out by youth lagoon so cool just look forward to that. There's a lot of fat possum coming up sometime this year. Sounds tasty. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number five is a uh, Seattle outfit Helms Ali with their album Noctiluca. Uh, this album I find very refreshing. Uh, Helms Ali for me is a band that I've liked for quite a while now, but um, their albums always seem to never flow all the way. While the songwriting was always quality and the sound was always strong and the production always good, um, the album's just songs to song never flowed for me in any decent way, I guess. There was always like a couple of, you know, cracks in the fucking sidewalk when when you'd listen to things like Still Aside. But, um... Noctiluca is a fantastic album, and it's their strongest one to date. And without being overly heavy, it's definitely their most aggressive sounding. And just ah, I mean the vocals from all three members of the band, like just are, are coming in at full force. Uh, and I I just think the drumming is just really strong on this album, and all the off time shit that's going on is just great. I just ah. It makes me really excited, so much so that when I saw them, I bought the CD so I could listen to it in my car whenever I wanted. Yeah, you you haven't uh, you haven't um, what's the word? Um, oh, I, I guess you're still stuck in 2015 where CDs were still listened to. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. Hey, man, it's it's fucking hard media, whatever. 
They're, they're yeah, you know what else is? They're starting to you know be vintage hard again, media? bro. They're going the way of the cassette tape and the vinyl record. CDs are sick. You gotta have a yeah. laser to listen to it. <laughs> you know what else is hard media? Freedom Rock, brother? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, is that all you have to say about Helmsley? Yeah. All right, cool. Um, my number four record is one that I don't think I would ever, I would have ever expected to have in my top whatever. Right. Um, but it is Tom York's Anima or mm. Anima or whatever it is. However you pronounce it. Remember, if you if you've listened to us before, I don't know how to fucking pronounce words because you know. Go fuck yourself is all I have to say about that. <laughs> anyway, Tom this York. is a it's it's a great Anima. record. Really surprised by it. Um, I don't think that I have enjoyed something that Tom York has been on since maybe Kid A, like at least all the way through. Right. I, I yeah, I never got into the latter Radiohead albums. I got Amnesiac after Kid A, and I couldn't stand it. I think there's like there's a couple maybe, good songs. There's like four or five songs throughout the rest of the discography after Kid A that I like. So I was really surprised that this came out. Everyone's talking about it. I decided to listen to it, and I found it highly enjoyable. Well, actually, it wasn't just that. They were playing the fuck out of it on uh, Alt Nation and Sirius XMEO. And and, and it was such a contrast to what he had done for the... uh, um, what's that fucking movie that he had done the soundtrack for um suspiria and i didn't like anything that came off of that i they were playing the fuck out of that when that came out i didn't like it so again surprised that this came out i loved it um the one thing that i do have to say about it is is you know especially for all the people that are like oh he's so like out there and he's so like original and he's so experimental i do have to say that liars was doing this like 10 years ago you ever listen to liars uh a little bit but never got into him i know you got really into him right yeah i really i mean although the the funny thing is is that the last few liars albums have been kind of worthless um i (laughs) funny story about that when i was at riot fest in 2018 or maybe it was 2017 they were playing there and I was trying my best to get there, but like I've explained on other ones, they were playing a little too early. I didn't get there in time. I got there like maybe 15 minutes after they had gotten off stage. And so I said, fuck it. I'll just go over and buy a shirt to, you know, support them because I think they're going through some rough times right now. And the only thing that they had, they were like, Oh, we don't have any shirts. All we have is this vinyl. And the guy like pulls it down from the wall. He's like, You want it? And I'm like, No, I, I wanted a shirt. And he goes, No, seriously, I'll just give it to you. This is the only thing that they put out in the merch booth. And I don't think that they're coming back for it. So you want it? And he gave it to me for free. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> so but uh yeah. Other than um, some things that I definitely feel were were almost straight lifted off of Liars records. And don't tell me that Tom York doesn't listen to Liars because he did a fucking remix on their album Sister World so he knows who the fuck they are. 
All yeah. right. The only thing that I heard from that album was the uh, little short film that he put out on Netflix. I still haven't watched that. I really need to. I've heard that that's really good, and you told me it was. So. Yeah, it's pretty friggin' cool. Yeah. All right. All right, my number four is, uh, it's a bit of a tie, but it's uh, two albums that came out back-to-back with uh, very similar art, and it is uh, Life Metal and Pyroclasts by Sun, or Sun O, parenthesis, 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 if that's what you want to call them. I always called them Sun O. Yeah, yeah, so did I, for simplicity's sake. I think a lot of people do, even though it's just sun and they put that in as the silly logo on their amps because uh, greg anderson's hilarious yeah it well weren't those weren't wasn't that actually an amp no yeah it is oh, okay no yeah yeah if you if you see if you see one i can't believe you've never seen one but if you see one they look they literally it's the just the logo of that band on the amp <laughs> that they, well, they yeah. just straight up ripped it off of them <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I mean, I know what the, the logo looks like. I've just never seen anyone put it on an amp that wasn't a Sun amp. Oh, why would you do that? That'd be like putting a fucking PV on your Ampeg. I don't know. I Weirdo. <laughs> you know what? Like, I guess I just didn't understand what you were saying because it was so stupid. <laughs> just get off my what back. Do you, what, do you, what do you put pasty stickers on your freaking Zildjans? <laughs> yeah, this guy over here. <laughs> If there was a band called Pasty, maybe. <laughs> oh, give me more. Oh, <laughs> All right. Uh, but, um, yeah. Give me more, give me more, give me more. What are we, fucking Nick Cave now? <laughs> but, uh, Love man! <laughs> what are you, James Hetfield now? Uh, shut up. <laughs> Have you heard that? Have you heard that uh, Metallica cover of Lover Man? I think you know. It was on that Garage Inc. album. I know, I know. When you brought it up on the podcast before, oh, that's right. And I'm good uh, at that. And I said that I didn't, but I, I, I might have. Um, I mean, it may just be mixing in memories of knowing Lover Man very well. Yeah. And just imagining how fucking. James Hetfield would sound singing at. You know what so. I can't imagine James Hetfield singing to? What? The album's Life Metal or Pyroclasts by the band Sun. <laughs> because there's <laughs> no vocals bringing it right back around. All uh, right. That's how you do it. Uh, so these albums were released back to back, and um, there's kind of a cool story with them. Um, I mean, the, the first album to come out was Life Metal, and um, it's a really very very well put together ambient work by drone master's son um with a little bit of vocals sprinkled in and some other sounds um it's not the uh total just guitar and bass drone of uh albums like double o void it's a lot more in line with um something like white one i would say i would think i would compare it to as the closest thing but um, yeah. Uh, it life metal is just a fantastically beautiful drone masterpiece, and uh, its companion album Pyroclasts, I would honestly say, is even better. And the weird thing about Pyroclasts is that it's literally just warm up. 
like tracks that they would do to get ready to play the songs on life metal. So, so all these different tracks are done in different keys and they're labeled as such. Like the first song is Frost and the parenthetical is C. So that song's like a drone in the in the key of C, and then there's Kingdoms, the track two, in the key of G, and album th- or sorry, track three, Amplitive Amplifades. I just wanted to try to say that word on mic is in the key of E, and it, Ascension, the last song in the key of A, and they're really just cool, meditative, ambient tracks that honestly almost end up being more beautiful than the album that preceded it just by mere weeks. And yeah, uh, yeah, I I found it. I couldn't choose between the two. And I think they're both of a fairly equal quality. And because the album art is so similar and they were released so close together, uh, they are tied for my number four. Well, I will let it happen. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. King of podcasting, please. uh, You're welcome. Send my well wishes to the emperor Conan. O'Brien. <laughs> oh, wait. I thought you were talking about the other Conan. This will not stand! <laughs> Barbarian? <laughs> Duh. Oh, great. Now he's going to hear the lamentations of my women. All right. Uh, why don't you... Let's, <laughs> let's keep going. And uh, <laughs> why don't you tell me your number three, John? My number three is... Uh... It's a, another Canadian band. Um, I don't think Nickelback it, had anything new this year. You know, I uh, I cheated. I went back. I went back and uh, you know picked something from 2015 because that's what I was told to prepare oh, for. Shit. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. Anyway, the album is by Pup. And it is called Morbid Stuff. And this album simply fucking rules. Uh, you know, at first when I listened to it, I was like, you know, the 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 album The Dream Is Over, that came out in the beginning, uh, I think it was um beginning of 2017, which was a or maybe it was the beginning of 2016. I don't know. Both of those years were pretty hard for me, and they became the soundtrack to my life. Uh, so I have a just, I mean, my, my, uh, I have a kinship with that album that I don't have with a lot of albums. I mean, that album was there through a lot of like lonely times and a lot of like doubts and a lot of, you know, just needing something to scream about, you know? Um, and this one came out and I listened to it and I was like, I don't know. I don't know if this one, you know, I don't even know if I want to bother listening to it. But hell, I mean, it it's really good. It's really catchy. There's one line in in um a song called Free at Last that um it 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 uh it's something that I really needed to hear. Um so Stefan, I think that's how you pronounce your name. Thank you for for telling me just because you're sad doesn't mean you're special that it is like my favorite line one of my favorite lines of the year um and so it's fitting that this album is one of my you know it's my number three it would have been higher but you know you already know 
Uh, oh, hey, that's that's cool. But hold on, I I just got a text here. He says it's pronounced Stephen. And fuck you, John. Quit listening to my band. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, that's fair. <laughs> I didn't know that he had a live feed to this. Oh yeah, yeah no, just for pop. It's ah, it, it goes oh, straight okay. to Puff just... HQ. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, right, I don't even cool. listen to that band, but weird. For some reason, just because I happen to really like them, you you made it happen. Yeah, you told me about that band, and I said, yeah, we'll do. And then I did, like, the equivalent of a, a sneaky tiptoe away from the situation. <laughs> it was a really good album. Lots of fun. Lots of great lyrics. Lots of great riffs. That's what I love about this band. Um there's even some songs uh, that, that, you know, get a little bit more metal than I was used to with them. So good times. Check it out. Fucking rad album. Right on, right on. Well, shit. My number three is uh, by uh, a band that we've talked about on the podcast, and that is Caven's album Final Transmission. And uh, the other week when I was talking about uh, the cave-in show that I went to, I kind of went over a little bit about this album and its emotional connection to me as a super fan and uh, the emotion that was put into it due to founding bassist Caleb Schofield dying in early 2018. And uh, yeah, it's just a fantastic, uh, masterfully done fucking album. Like, talk about getting back on the horse and finishing what you started and uh, it just I'm I'm proud of this band and I'm proud to be one of their fans and I'm I'm proud to really like this album. Final Transmission is a very strong worth one of their strongest albums. I would say honestly it might be their strongest since after Jupiter. Uh hmm. yeah, I really find it fantastic. It's a doozy from start to finish and it's one of those albums that when it's done you're like, "Holy shit, that's it?" Oh, I kind of wanted a little more of that. Like it's really yeah. It's fantastic. Well, I, I did listen to that album. It's in my library, but I it just didn't make it into my favorites. I and that's all I have to say, really, about Caven's final transmission. I just yeah, go go listen to it for a very heavy, emotional, just masterpiece of a metal album. It's great. Um, John, uh, what's your number two album? Let's, let's my hear it. number two is poop. My number two is. Bob Seger's greatest hits. <laughs> it has all of the good ones, like uh, like a rock and uh, the old time rock and roll and uh, the one with the saxophone. Did you know that he wrote that fucking song? Uh, and why I all of a sudden I can't remember what it's called. Uh, Turn the page. Did you know he wrote that sitting in a hotel in fucking Eau Claire, Wisconsin? <laughs> really? Yeah, and it only proves to me that only the worst shit comes out of Eau Claire, Wisconsin. You hear that fucking Eau Claire? I hate you. <laughs> anyway, my real number two is Fishing for Fishies by King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Oh, very nice, very nice. Oh, oh very nice, very nice. My wife... Yes. Is that a Borat? My did wife. I do, did I do a Borat? My wife? My wife? Very nice. It's a chair. King of the castle. Just like Borat. You did a thing because it's apparently still 2007. Alrighty then, uh, my wife. Shagadelic. <laughs> 
Somebody I, stop uh... me. Smoking. <laughs> um, yeah, so this album's great. It's uh definitely their boogiest album. It's got a lot of like boogie blues tracks on it. Um, we've already talked a lot about this album and how great it is. It's um it was pretty much the topic of our second ever episode. Yes. Yes, it uh what wait, did, was it? Um yeah, our first mini sode, but yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we talked uh, a lot about fishing for fishies more than yeah, anything well, else that episode. See, this wasn't 2015, so I don't remember any of it. All I remember is 2015. <laughs> God damn it. I really got to get my ears right. Conan's going to have my hide for this. <laughs> Paul Newman's gonna have my legs broke. <laughs> anyway, so it's the boogiest. It's got a lot of great tracks on it. The opening song is a fun little ditty about, you know, not eating fishies. Um, and uh, there's uh, Plastic Boogie, which is a fun little ditty about not eating plastic. Not eating and plastic? There's Cyber Boogie, which is a fun little ditty about not eating cyber. So, yeah, it's it's got a lot of great songs in it about not eating stuff. Yeah, great. <laughs> I'm not sure that's what those songs are about, but sure, John. All right, what's your number two? <laughs> My number two is uh, Bob Seger's Greatest Hits. Holy shit! Wow! Both number two, huh? <laughs> Yeah. Because you're still the one. Hey, did you know that... Uh, da, 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 da. Did you not know that uh, Bremerton was... Oh, no. <laughs> Never mind. God damn it. <laughs> Bremerton is where he wrote Like a Rock. <laughs> God damn it. How did you know I was going to say Like a Rock, too? Holy shit. Oh, I suck at copying jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm do. no. I am no Carlos Mencia, that's for sure. <laughs> So really quickly before you tell your number two, that reminds me of another Bob Seger story. Jesus Christ! And... About the time he <laughs> killed the werewolf with a silver bullet band. Yeah. <laughs> and that <laughs> happened at Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. Oh. No, uh... <laughs> so someone that I knew that was in Milwaukee that used to post, I used to uh, uh, frequent the MySpace punk uh, message boards a lot, especially when I first moved here because. I had no friends. I still have no friends, but MySpace is literally no longer a thing. <laughs> anyway, someone had posted a link to, there was an auction site that was selling a signed copy, a, a signed burned copy of Bob Seger's greatest hits. And it was signed by Bob Seger. And, and I can only imagine it, I mean, it takes the biggest amount of balls to go up to, you know, a recording artist and be like, hey, will you sign my copy of your CD? And then they look at it and it's one of those fucking like Sony DVD or DVRs or whatever the hell it is uh, or CDRs. <laughs> I love you so much, man, but I don't love you enough to spend $18 on your CD. Also, I'm going to sell this later on an auction site. <laughs> I always thought that that was probably one of the funniest things I'd ever. Heard. You should have bought it. 
I should have. But I think it, the guy was selling it for like 80 bucks. And I'm like, that is too much to spend, not only on a Bob Seeger CD with his signature, but for a fucking yeah. CDR, man. I mean, I wouldn't mind 80 bucks for it, but he fucked it up with that signature. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. All right. More about fishing so for fishies. Anything else you want to say about it? No, uh, we were moving on to your number oh, two. Oh, were we? Okay, yeah, let's move on to mine. My number two is Boris's album, Evil Love. And the evil part of it is just love spelled backwards, so that's why I said it kind of weird. But, uh, oh. yeah, I don't know. The The last couple of Boris albums have been good, but uh, much like Helms Ali, as much as I've enjoyed those albums, occasionally there seemed to be a thread missing holding the whole thing together, and that is totally remedied with Evil Love. Like, uh, it doesn't veer too much into the rock and roll territory that Boris uh, goes into on albums like Akumano, Uta, and Pink. But um, yeah, it's uh, just a fantastic, heavy, beautiful, uh, again, here we go with drone metal. Um, the songs Evil and Love are just, I don't know. They're, I just, Boris is a band that constantly surprises me by kind of almost doing the same thing every time. But it's just ah, those. It's just a power trio to be reckoned with. I hope these three are still making music when they're all eighty. And I just—they're ah, just a fantastic band. I get too excited to even talk about them. It's hard for me to talk about what I like so much about this album because it's just—it's one of those albums that sits in my ears like you would view a painting. You know, it just makes me feel things and i can't understand the japanese lyrics and there aren't lyrics for the majority of it but yeah i yeah boris fucking powerful boris i love boris everybody should listen to boris all the time every year always you know i think that uh the only thing you talk about more than drone metal <laughs> is space rock fuck off <laughs> all right can i uh safely assume that our number ones are the same album i think they might be but real quick also i wanted to give a shout out and an honorable mention while i'm talking about boris to their ep tears i did mention it uh in one of the minisodes earlier this year um and uh, yeah it's just a fantastic fun little ep that kind of showcases uh all these different or four different aspects of boris uh, a remixed one a pop one or a silly one and you know, your normal Boris sonic awesomeness, uh, distortion, amplifier, worship, whatever you, you know, just the, the shit that I was just saying, I have a hard time describing. It's all that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this is what we're going to do. Okay? okay. We're going to count down from three and then we're both going to say what our number one album. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Three, okay. two, two, one. one. Bob Seeger's Greatest Hits. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. What the fuck? <laughs> that is crazy. Oh. I'm so glad we both said the same one. <laughs> uh, okay. So let's talk about what our real first uh, number one album is. Because I was actually hoping that you were going to say it. And then I was going to say the other thing. And then people are going to be like... Yeah, but we both said it, so that also worked out, too. It is... Infest, Infest the, the Rat's, rat's nest. nest. 
by King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Ah, yes, yes, yes. By far the best metal album of the year, and in my opinion, the best album of the year. It fits yes. together so good that 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 the playing is so tight. There's a cohesive uh, concept story going throughout the be from the beginning to the end that is really easy to follow and just cryptic enough to not be like. And then he walked to the store one day and got yeah. sad because he saw the TV. You know, even if it did do that, I'd still love it. This album is fucking perfect. Yeah. Um, it has great music videos accompanying it. It has a fucking... I mean, it's hard as shit. Have you tried playing uh, Mars for the Rich? Yeah, it's a piece of garbage. I think it's a bad game on purpose, but it's fun. <laughs> yes. But, I mean, I love, I love when, you know, the... Uh, um, when you get the gun and the rats... Or, and the music starts and then the rats start running at you... Oh, it's it. Oh, it gives me a fucking shiver down my spine every fucking time. <laughs> right, right. I know what you mean. Yeah, just that that they timed it so well with the music. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, and that riff, that fucking riff is. Ah, uh, I mean, I don't even think Lemmy could make a song, a, a Motorhead song that's better than Mars for the Rich. Ooh, I know. A, I'm that's I'm, some I'm, tough that's talking. A hot, that's a hot take right there, but. uh I, Mars for the Rich is a fucking rad song. It's probably my favorite song on the album, but every time I listen to it, it's like that's my favorite song on the album. No, wait. Okay. Well, I guess I guess Planet B. Planet B. Know, it's you know what? One. No, Venusian ones. For, no, you know. Venusian two. Oh no, that fucking part. Oh, it, oh but I mean, self-immolate is like the heaviest thing ever. Self-immolate when they played when that when they played it live and that breakdown with the fucking double drums it was the fucking heaviest thing ever holy shit oh man <sighs> yeah infest the rat's nest if you were into heavy music and you haven't heard that what the fuck is wrong with you and if you're I, into I love... interesting music at all and you haven't been keeping up with King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> exactly I so. Um, every time that I see someone that I had talked to, you know, in the past about, uh, um, uh, uh, King Gizzard, or if they, like when I was at Riot Fest and they saw my shirt, they're like, they're a metal band now. And I was like, yeah, it's fucking like, it, it doesn't even feel like they, they were like, you know, being posers about it. I mean, this, this album is so genuine as all of their albums are, um, yeah, it's yeah, just I, out there enough to where all the normies stay away from it, but it's like, it's just so quality that the second you know somebody's talking about it, it's like, okay, you know what the fuck is up. Yeah, like, exactly. It's like, it's like, yeah, it's, a, it's like a secret code, almost, for super fans of music in general. <laughs> yeah. There is one thing that I was going to say uh, that is not King Gizzard related, but within the last week, they released a new MGMT song, and uh, it's uh, now I can't even remember what it's called, but it's something about an afternoon, and it is a fucking banger. And I'm actually really excited uh, to hear what the rest of the album sounds like. But it, I hope it's uh, I mean, like the last album that they put out when I heard Little Dark Age, I fucking love that song. The rest of the album is really good, but it didn't like live up to Little Dark Age, so I'm kind of hoping that this one meets expectations a little bit better. But that is some things that I'm excited about for the upcoming year. 
Right on, man. Right on. Yeah, I'm not sure what I have to be too excited about. I know that uh, Old Man Gloom is recording an album, so that might come out next year. Uh, I'm sure King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard will have five or six just ready <laughs> yeah. to go throughout the months. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sure. Uh, although they are touring again, so I'm probably going to go see them again in April. So Nice, 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 nice. Yeah, maybe, maybe you should finally see them. You know, maybe. Like maybe. I'm just saying. Maybe. Although I don't I don't think they're going to Seattle. What that should of, be wrong. What a bunch of dicks. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it. You're like, what a bunch of dicks. But then if they cave, you'd be like, Oh shit, man. Like, so my car like, exploded. Oh, hey guys, and my uh, girlfriend drowned. Can I get on and... your guest list? You know? <laughs> like all these things like happen. Uh my house caught on fire and it turns out I have really bad hemorrhoids, so I couldn't go. <laughs> also, I'm gonna go to see Japanese wrestling the next week. <laughs> uh, I love Japanese wrestling. Don't hate. I know, <laughs> but I love I love King Gizzard more. So anyway, anyway, well, is do that... you have anything else? Yeah, no, not really, not really. Um, except for uh, a fond farewell to 2019 as a whole. You're all yes. right to us, music wise. Especially you, Should King Gizzard. all acquaintances be forgot or whatever? And infest the rat's nest. Yeah. <laughs> infest the rat's nest. Infest the rat's nest. Set yourself the... aflame. <laughs> yeah. uh, all all right. right. Well, this was a fun episode. It was fun. So, uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening. We think we will see you in uh, 2020. Uh, from me, from John, I bid you all a goodbye. Goodbye. Happy New Year. Seeger!